Hey, you're listening to the Drifters Podcast. My name is King Coy, and I'll be talking to the creatives of the music industry about their process, experiences, and what they're currently up to. Enjoy. What's up? This is the Drifters Podcast. I'm King Coy and we're here with Josh, who you might know better as Styx. He's from Canada. Josh, how's it going? Dude, it is going so good. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Thank you for coming on. So how's life in Canada? What, what's it been like out there? Honestly, it's been pretty good. The, You know, everyone says it's really cold here and that is true. <laughs> I'm fortunate to live in BC, British Columbia, which is the westernmost province. So it's actually yeah. not too bad here. Um, it's been rather a dry winter, like even outside right now, there's really not much snow. Like how wild is that part of Canada? How wild? Yeah. Like how like so much the wood is. Cause like in my mind, I have such an image of when I've been there, like I've been to Toronto that I know like if you just go like an hour or so out or something like it's just, well, you're just in the wilderness. Like what? Oh, I see what you mean. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> yes. For, I'm in a valley. So there's, there's a lot of forest around here. You know, we got bears, cougars all that stuff. But luckily where I live, they don't really come down where we are. But yeah, it, there's definitely wilderness. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And then you also, you, you've lived in LA as well, haven't you? For a bit? I have lived in LA. Um, due to COVID, we haven't been able to go. But yes, I, I was living in LA from February usually till like uh, May um, on average for the last like seven years. Uh, starting 2013, um, and then we went all the way up to 2019. Uh, and then that was it. Yeah, which is best? Where's best to be? You know, I love the country. Yeah. I love the city. I don't know. I love them both, but I have to say I'm really itching for the city right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really itching for the city because, um, there's stuff to do like it's here, true. you know, there's stuff to do here too, but you get more opportunities in LA. Yeah. Here's more, there's way more activities. A- anything you're looking for in LA is you there. Can, you can do it there. Yeah. So is there anyone else you'd want to live? Mm. Anywhere you fancy going and visiting? I'd love to visit New York. Yeah. I'd love to visit New York. It sounds cliche, but I've never been. I think it'd be cool. I would also like to visit the UK. Yeah, <laughs> I would because I, I, you know, I have you there, yeah. and I've met some other people that live in the UK, and I'm like, UK sounds lit. Yeah, it ain't bad. No, I've always wanted to go to New York. Um, I think ever since watching the Home Alone film at Space there. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to go to New York for Christmas just because of that film. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So. Um, You've had an interesting like journey with music. Uh, you've done a lot of things from like being a YouTuber, drummer. You've got your Twitch currently. Um, I I met you as a producer. Um, Christ, that's a while back now. Three, four years ago, five years maybe now. It's it been. Be. That was like. I think that might have been 2017. I think it was. Was it the year before that? I think it could have been. Or maybe it was. I, yeah, it's been a while. It's been either way. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So, how? What was you like when you were growing up? And um, what were you like when you were younger? When when I was younger, um, so to give some background, my my family, my my dad and my mom are both musicians. 
My mom is a professional piano teacher. My dad is a he was a drummer in high school, and uh, not only was he a drummer, but my my his dad is a drummer, and it, both of his his half brother and his biological like full brother are also drummers. Wow! And um and then their kids also became musicians. Um and uh, it was just kind of I, it sounds silly, but I, I it was like I was just born I was born into it. I I couldn't help it. Born I, to be a drummer. Born to be a drummer. <laughs> when I and what started it all, honestly, was I always loved music. Um, I'd watch uh, my dad back in the day. He would download music videos for uh, me to watch. Like you know, In Sync was one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, Backstreet Boys. Uh, you know, Eiffel sixty five. You know, Blue yeah. or whatever. And I'd just sit there and I'd watch them, and then I. I just that's I think that's what really got me listening to a lot of music. So I was like, I'd watch the videos and I'd be like, man, this is like super cool. And then when I was about six, um, I my parents let me watch School of Rock. Ah, oh, classic and, film. And <laughs> I watched it and I kept watching it and kept watching it. And I told my mom, I'm like, you know, mom, I want to learn how to play the guitar. And we had this dinky guitar. It was like I think it was full size, at least for me at the time it felt full size. It might not have been, but it was horrible. Like, I think it was missing a string and everything. It was just bad. She's like, well, hmm, before I put you into lessons, let's see if you're interested in a year. When you're seven years old, let's see. Yeah. So I said, okay, fine. Time went on and I don't even think I was seven yet. And uh, she got me into lessons because she could see how serious I was about yeah. it. So I started with the guitar. And that was fun. And then it was about a year and a half in. Um, maybe maybe two years max. I uh, really gravitated towards the drums. I couldn't help it. <laughs> and ever since, that was kind of it. I just kind of stuck with drumming. And, and, and I got in, the, in the program I was in, I just stuck with drums. And I did learn guitar basics, though. And I can still play. And I picked it up a little more later. Um, but drumming is still just... Yeah, the one, you know, and and that's where it started. That that's how I really got into it. I performed with bands because of our program, and we performed live many times in our town, and it was so fun. So that's I got a real good taste of playing live music, performing, and and you know getting good at an instrument. So, and when did you make the jump from just drumming at in home and bands? Then, to be fair, it was a fairly successful YouTube channel as a YouTube drummer. It was, and it hurts me because this is what happened. I was like, I am going to learn how to mix music. I want or mix drums. Sorry, I want to learn how to mix drums. And I, my parents bought me a preamp, a Scarlet eighteen i twenty first generation, which I still have, and I still use. My mom also bought me, and I think it was, uh, I think it's like a, it was a, it was like a microphone kit, yeah. and um, it was on sale. She got it for me, and I still use that too. And um, what ended up happening was, is I was like, I'm going to do YouTube drum covers. I want to make it happen. But in my mind, I didn't actually know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to happen. I was like, I wanted to be in a band, but that was like my idea. Like, if I post drum covers, I'll be in a maybe a band will pick me up someday. So yeah. I was like, I'll drum cover. I'll do a bunch of drum covers. So I it was going really well. I was getting a lot of hits. It, well, for me, it felt like a lot. In the grand scheme of YouTube, it's rather small. But for me, it felt good. Then what ended up happening was I ended up getting some, you know, songs were getting taken down because they were popular. Yeah. 
and you know, a lot of copyright law crap. And I was like, yeah, triggered, spend like 12 hours on a video. I usually do them all in one day. I usually learn the song on the day, actually. Yeah. And then I'd upload it and YouTube would be like, nope. And I'd be like, denied. <laughs> denied. So then what ended up happening was, is that was going super well. And then I started, I, I graduated that year. This was 2015. I graduated and then I started full-time college. It went down the tubes. I didn't have time to drum anymore. <laughs> Doing five courses at once was impossible for me to do anything else. Yeah. I had never been hit so hard with education in my life. That was very difficult for me. I, I, all my time was sunk into it. I couldn't, I couldn't play music. I couldn't, I couldn't game. I couldn't even socialize properly. Like I, I was very, very confined to school for a while. So YouTube unfortunately dropped off. And then at that point, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it anyways. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting these views, but where's it going? What am I going to do with it? I don't, I've kind of decided I didn't want to be in a band anymore. Yeah. Wow. Because I didn't want to work with a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to have to rely on two to four other individuals. Like, yeah, hey, I want to like write this song. And they're like, yeah, it's garbage. So yeah. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm like, or some are into this stuff. Some are into that stuff. Some are living more of a clean lifestyle. Maybe some aren't. It's like, I can't, I don't want to deal with that. I want to do it myself. So I kind of just stopped and just focused on school. So yeah. So like, what so, kind of died. <laughs> what's school like in Canada? Because obviously like from the UK, I've got the only image of school like, is like the American schools and like the teen movies. What's, uh, what's it like in Canada? You know, I, I was, I kind of lived a bit of a different school life because I was homeschooled my whole life. Oh, wow. Um, I was homeschooled and not homeschooled as in parents going to a random store, buying a math books and stuff and teaching me at home. In our community, we actually had this really cool uh, program set up and it was literally through the public school system, but it was like homeschooling but it was through like but it was still through the like the the official like schooling system in yeah. british columbia and canada so i graduated um with like like any other kid would yeah like i got my mm -hmm. like you know the little like certificate the diploma or the dogwood yeah. or whatever you call it <laughs> the dogwood um i think that's what it's called in canada anyways point is uh it was different though, because I stayed at home my whole life from my mom homeschooled me from day one. Um, and I, I went from that school all the way to grade 12 and I graduated and uh, I met friends. And the thing was, is I still got to meet a lot of people from like the elementary schools and the high schools here because of the music program I was in. Yeah. Because a lot of the people that were in it were in elementary school, like public school rather than being homeschooled. And we still had a facility. Like I, we'd like every Friday we'd go and we'd have activities like, you know, uh, PE and yeah. art and all that stuff, but it was a bit different. And so it, it's probably wouldn't, it probably isn't what you would see in the movies, but <laughs> it was an interesting experience. I wouldn't have done it any other way. I think I, I think I really benefited from it. Um, you know, got close to my family because of it. And then also, um, the teachers were super good and it was just, it was a positive experience. A lot of people have horrible experiences in high school and, and in, in elementary school. And, and that wasn't the case for me just because I think given the circumstances, it was different. So yeah. I enjoyed it. 
Um, I mean, no one loves school. Well, actually, <laughs> people do love school. I don't love it, but I did enjoy the experience. So that was my yeah. upbringing. Then college hit, and I did that all online. Okay. So what, what was it college like online? Because obviously, it's, you're not in the room, and it's college. Like, <sighs> it was triggering. It was... <laughs> it, there were some really good things about it. And there were some really bad things about it. The good things were I didn't have to get up for class or anything. Um, I could work at whatever time I wanted in the day. Um, but the problem was, is I think the online material was pretty crappy. It wasn't very professional. Yeah. It was like some courses had lectures that were recorded. Some didn't. Um, there was, it was a really like buy a textbook, read your textbook answer these questions and that's it. And it was pretty much like I was just teaching myself. Like I didn't really have a teacher per se, even though there is a teacher involved. It wasn't like they were teaching me everything on every course. Some courses there were like, I took accounting. I ended up getting a, a diploma in business administration, um, a two year degree. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm going to start continuing going further with it. But point is at the time, some I some of the classes had lectures, some didn't. It was kind of a interesting experience. I'd say high school and especially online. I because I have I'm actually upgrading now. I'm upgrading my math from because I didn't take pre-calculus, so I'm doing that now. And I gotta say, the online high school systems destroy online college. They're yeah. way better. They're way better. They have videos for everything, like every little thing. They have. Like for every topic, they have a video. They're not really long, anywhere between like two and 10 minutes. And like they explain the concepts in, in, in college. It's like, all right, well, here's your textbook read. And yeah, email me if you have a question. Then you email them and then you're not even, sometimes you don't even get the response you want. You wait a couple of days and it's like, that's, that didn't answer my question at all. So honestly, college, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. But, um, but we don't have a campus where I live and I'd have to move and I don't have the money to move. So I did it online. So yeah. I saved money, yeah. but it was, it was interesting. It could have been worse, but it was rough. And I know a lot of people say college is rough, but online it, it was interesting. So I wish yeah. it was laid out better. Hey, you're listening to the Driftless Podcast. Let's get back into that. So before we get into like what you're up to now, like how did you start moving back into music? Obviously, if you, you stopped the drumming with school because you were so busy, like when, how did you come back into music? So what ended up happening was, is because, yeah, I ended up leaving the program eventually, the, the, the music kind of school program thing I was in. It was uh, fun. Like it was, it, ironically, it was called the House of Rock, not the School <laughs> of Rock. That's what they called it. And um, I was in that for, I was in that for, man, I think I was in that program over 10 years. I think I left when I was like maybe 18. So it was like a 10 or 11 years, I think I was in that program. Got out of the program. So I didn't really have that anymore, right? I graduate high school, do the YouTube drum covers that year, college hits college takes up all my time what ended up happening was is my second 
I finished my first year of college and I had turned 19 and my parents were not like, we don't usually like my parents weren't really ones to go to like bars or anything. They just didn't, but they saw a poster and it said metal Monday. And it was my, and my stepdad loves metal music. And I had just turned 19 and they were like, they went and they were like, yo, this is like freaking lit. This guy takes like, your metal request. He plays it on loudspeakers. You can hang out and have food, play some pool. It's a good time. You got to see this. Yeah. So I went and it became a routine um, going every Monday. And I was like requesting metal music. I'm like, this is super fun. Made some friends, got to reconnect with some people that I hadn't seen in a long time, really like bonded. And then they started doing dance night on Fridays. And I was like, kind of curious I, kind of made, I made i made friends with the guy that did the metal music like he'd play like he's kind of like a dj per se yeah and then i saw that he actually like was a dj on friday nights he would play dance music people would come out they had lights and he had a big sound system and he would play music and people would dance and i was like this is actually pretty hype like this kind of surprised me for my town because i'm in a town of a population of like five thousand. Oh wow right yeah so i was like this is different i'm like this is this is like this is cool. And then the I ended up becoming good friends with the DJ. And his name is Mick Rory. And he's a very talented musician. You can even find him online, honestly. Um, and he was... He would DJ. And I was like, this is fascinating. And then his son came down and visited. And then he started DJing. And I was like, holy crap. This is like really cool, guys. And I remember, I'll never forget it. I was sitting there. And his son played Wizard by Martin Garrix. And oh. I was just sitting down. I was just sitting at a table. And my head turned and I looked over at the dance floor and I was like, what am I hearing? This is foreign to me. This is so cool. I didn't know who Martin Garrix was. I, I, I shazammed the song. I'm like, Martin Garrix, who's that? I don't know who this guy is. I'm like, but this song's hype. <laughs> and I was like, it to me it sounded like a breakdown because in metal music breakdowns are you know like did it did it did did it did like yeah. you know like that that kind of like you know like the good the kick drum the bass guitar they all like people mosh to it. I heard Wizard. I'm like, this sounds like a breakdown. It's just got a big kick under it. It's like boom, boom, boom. But you know, it's like the did 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 did. I was like, this is like a breakdown, <laughs> but like dance music. So at that point, I was like, and, and, and the really funny thing about this was, is that summer. Before I started college again, because this was more kind of when my second, my, my third, like my second year of college was starting when this happened, right? I was thinking, maybe I should get into producing electronic music. And this was that summer. I downloaded yeah. FL Studio. I looked at it and I went, nah, I'm not yeah. doing this. This fair, is too much. I think everyone who downloads FL Studio thinks that. <laughs> I think they do. I literally was like, this is a mess. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to start. Uh, this is too complicated. Uninstall. And I remember thinking it. I'm like, maybe I should get into the, I'm like, oh, I like, I like electronic music, kind of. Like, I like dubstep and stuff. I wasn't really familiar with house music. Like, really, like, understood the term and understood the genre. Anyways. So I heard Wizard, and then that's what kind of got me back into music, because then I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I got to learn how to do this. I reinstalled FL Studio right away. And I was like, and then I found out Martin also used FL Studio. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, this is good. 
So I started going on YouTube and getting into uh, YouTube uh, tutorials at the time. And I really was like trying to absorb as much information as I could. And all I was doing during college was when I was done with my schooling, I would take breaks and I would go straight to listening to like Nexus sample packs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these sounds are so good. And they're like, these drops they're making are so good. I need Nexus. And I ended up getting Nexus and I still use it. But my point is that's what got me back in because I was like, whoa, like I need to get back into music. And that the drums took a big light bulb hit. moment. It was the weirdest thing, man. Yeah. It was just, it was the light bulb moment. It was just bing. I was like, I got to get into this. And uh, so I did. Um, and it was super fun. And I'm, and then, and then what ended up happening was I became, um, I went to LA and I was still working on it then and still learning. And then I, we unexpectedly came home a little bit earlier than usual, just a, a, a few days earlier. And it, it was like, it was meant because I got home and I found out that the DJ that at the pub that I was going to all the time was leaving and they hadn't been needed to get a replacement. And I was like, I found out that they had a replacement and I was like, oh, so I didn't want to say anything. But when I found out who the replacement was, no offense to this guy, but I was like, <laughs> eek. Um, all the guy liked was country music. I'm like, this isn't going to fly. So my stepdad was like, yo, did you tell McRory like what you were thinking? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, wait, what, what, what were you thinking? I'm like, well, I was thinking maybe I could DJ. He's like, Josh, I think that's a really good idea. I think that'd be much better. So that weekend, I got thrown into it. Uh, he taught me one night and one morning, taught me how to set everything up, and he left to Vancouver that day. Yeah. And I got thrown into it. Right in the I, deep end. Deep end. I had to learn instantly. I wasn't I wasn't DJing on a mixer. I was DJing on a I was DJing it with a launch pad essentially that I was reprogramming in the, the DJ software I use, which is virtual DJ. And I was I had eight knobs and a bunch of buttons and I would assign knobs to like search through the music, uh, to crossfade, to do effects, to do filtering. And I was doing it all on a launch pad that he gave me. He was like, yo, like maybe this'll, this'll help. And he just kind of like left, like that was it. And I was like, I guess I'm doing this now. So, uh, that's what I did for nine months. Yeah. It was crazy. That's a good way to learn to do everything for DJ and just get in straight in it, on it and do it. Just It was literally just thrown in. Yeah. It was thrown in. I didn't even... I had like no experience. I was just... I knew I wanted to do it and I was going to do the best I could and it ended up being really crazy. Like, the, it got so busy at that pub. Like, it was crazy. Like, there was nights. There was... We had a boxing day. That boxing day... There was so many people there. It was literally from the dance floor to the back of this pub. It was just people shoulder to shoulder. It was yeah. nuts. It was <laughs> packed. And it was so cool. It was such an amazing experience. Had a many amazing nights. Inter I brainwashed people <laughs> with songs. I'd be like, I'd play Make Up Your Mind by Martin Garrix. Or I'd play What's Up Suckers by TJR. And it's like, I brainwashed them into liking those songs. <laughs> um... And anyways, that was how I got back into music because I was like, I was listening to music. Music was my weekend thing. I was hosting karaoke as well in the week. I was working like three to four days, a, 
three to three to four days a week at the pub. We were doing karaoke and then we would do two dance nights on the weekend. I think it was, yeah, it was three days a week and it was fun. Anyways, that's what got me into producing DJing and got me back into music in general because I kind of was lacking it in college because I was like just facing the books. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, that's what got me back in. And I was like, yo, this is hype. So, yeah, that's like a pretty sick origin origin story for like how you got into it, actually. How it just everything aligned up. Thanks. It really did. It, it was the weirdest thing. If we would have left LA any later, I would have missed it. Would have happened, yeah. And then maybe I would have gotten the position. But it was weird, though, the way it happened. Because I don't think that guy would have lasted. But the fact that it was like, I got home early. He ended up leaving early. I got home early and he was leaving early. I didn't think he'd be yeah. leaving till like June. We got back at the end of May. He ended up leaving sooner than expected. We got home earlier than expected. So it was really meant. It was weird. And then I just got thrown into it. And it was a amazing nine months. I will cherish it forever. It was crazy. It was so unique. Yeah, it was sounded s- small town, just craziness. It was fun. Wow. You're still listening to the Drifters podcast. Let's get back into it. Yeah, so like that's how you got back into it. Like, I know you're up to so much right now. Like, you've got two Twitch channels. You said now, I got two Twitch channels now. Yes, and it's crazy. And and you know, it's not something that I originally thought I'd do. And it's funny because it was my mom's idea. Because <laughs> you know, I joined Team MBL. I yeah. met you. Yeah, and. I was still going to college and it was still, it was a lot. And I was kind of in and out of producing and doing college in and out of producing, doing college. And then what ended up happening was like every producer, I ended up writing a lot of stuff that I never finished. And I did some remixes and I released those and did some contests. And my mom was like, you know, and this was over a span of like yeah. a year or two. And my mom yeah. was like, you know, like maybe you should, get into like Twitch, like maybe you should <laughs> build a community and then you can share your music with people. So you're not just like, cause a lot of people probably aren't going to listen to your stuff. Yeah. And I was like, it's a good point, mom. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start DJing on Twitch. <laughs> so I started and it's been crazy and it ended up being the best decision I ever made. And I'm so thankful that she um, recommended it because I ended up and to just backtrack a little bit, I ended up quitting the job at the pub because yeah. um, I just did. And then I started my own business and I started my own um, DJing business in town. And I bought my all my own equipment with the money that I made at the pub. And um, I bought the laptop that I'm currently on right now with you. And I bought a bunch of equipment. I bought two subwoofers, two really good like speakers, like tweeters or whatever. Um, bought like a little mixer and I bunch of cables, lights, and I ended up starting a business where I did weddings and, uh, and local gigs. Like, you know, if I got hired at a pub or yeah. something, I'd bring yeah. in equipment and I DJ. So I started my business and I, I ended up, that ended up being very good. And we ramped up business for that. And then, and then I started doing Twitch and I started 
twitching on nights like i tried having a schedule but i was you know djing and stuff and it was very rocky but it was cool though because i learned so much on the job from djing in my town that i could apply a lot of it online in terms of visuals in terms of just music i I knew kind of how to set it up so i set it up anyways it went really well but then covid hit and I had to cancel all my gigs. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't been able to yeah. DJ since. So this kind of took place of that. So yeah, I've been DJing on Twitch. And then last February, I ended up drumming on Twitch because I brought, I wanted to get my drums back into it. And my mom was like, you know, there's a lot of DJs on Twitch now. And this was also her idea. She really pushed me. You should really try to get the drums on Twitch. And I tried and it was hell and it was so hard. And there were so many things. It would just never worked. And it actually got to the point where it did finally work roughly. And then it started getting really bad around October. And I actually had to, uh, I had to stop drumming on Twitch for like a month and a half. And I had to buy a whole new mixer and reset things up in a completely different way. And now it works flawlessly, but it was, yeah, it was a lot of work. And, and, and so anyways, the Twitch has been fantastic. It's been my outlet. I've, Gain, I've grown, I grew a community, which is incredible. And they, they, some enjoy drumming, some enjoy G- DJing, some enjoy both. Yeah. Um, and it's been fantastic. It has been so fun, dude. Like a lot of people can say that, and I know I said this at the beginning, but a lot of people can say, you know, oh, COVID has been rough and, you know, I can't do what I used to do or, you know, whatever. It's been fantastic for me. I have all the time <laughs> in the world. I have no distractions. I just straight up drum and DJ all the time on Twitch. Yeah, it's been a perfect time of like grinding out and just doing stuff and getting stuff going really well. Really, really well. And it's been so fun. And again, production took a hit because I put all my energy into drumming and DJing, not producing. But now I'm finally getting back into it. And that is why I started my second channel. So my first channel is music by sticks it's straight djing and drumming i created everything by sticks so i could do other things i could produce music i could just chat with my viewers and not worry about people enjoying the content or not on my main channel um or worrying that i'm changing what i do uh gaming you know if they want to do some community games and whatnot so that's why i created the second channel and we've been producing i did my third stream yesterday on producing a song i've been teaching my viewers how to do stuff in FL studio and how to kind of some basics, some advanced tips, some more intermediate and beginner stuff, and just kind of showing them around kind of, you know, sound selection, EQ, you know, you know, the main stuff, this, the, uh, you know, the, the almighty side chain. Have you, have Um, you showed him serum yet? Bit of OTT. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little, (laughs) I, I, you can't not. I serum <laughs> OTT Nexus. Uh, you know, of course, the sample packs from I have so many yeah. from Splice. Um, so, anyways, that's how that's how I've gotten back into music and Twitch has really ever since. Because even when I started at the pub, I wasn't still really drumming. Yeah. So Twitch has gotten me. I have never drummed this much. I think in my life until unless i were to go back to my my house of rock days that's probably when i was drumming about the same amount but i think even now i'm drumming more i'm drumming anywhere between three to six hours a stream wow which is a lot and 
So anyways, it's been great. So this is probably the most musically invested I've been in a long time. Yeah, it's really it's, good to see because uh, my knew there was that period where you sort of took a break. I didn't like to see much of what you're producing and stuff, but it's nice to see you're back, back at it. I'm back at it. And the production, and I think the reason why I've been taking breaks of production is because I'm very, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. And I know they say that that is good, but it's also a curse. It's a double-edged yeah, sword. Is. And I was always very nervous about what I'd release or what I'd be making. And it was easier for me to do a remix because like the vocal was there yeah. or the main idea was there. And then I would just add to it. And then writing original music has been tough. I've never actually finished a song because I just haven't. And I didn't feel confidence enough with it. I didn't, I haven't gotten good, in my opinion, not good enough. But it's to the point now where I don't really care anymore. And it's like, I do care and I don't. It's kind of like, it's better to release something than nothing. So it's getting to the point now where I'm like, you know what? It's been a long time coming. And I know you've been asking, you ask me every year and I appreciate it. You're like every few months, like, yo, are you producing anything? It's like, no. And it's like, and I feel like, I'm like, come on, Josh. Like, like, come on. And, and now it's like my, and now I'm kind of putting myself, I'm being held accountable essentially, because now that I'm actually doing this stream and teaching people and we're working on this song, I kind of have to finish it now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's forcing me to finish songs and I know once I finish one original it's going to help because it's very easy to remix a song in my opinion for me yeah, whether is. you do it good yeah. or not that's another question <laughs> um, or another thing because sometimes it's like why are you remixing a song for making it worse it's like that I hear I, it, it's like don't, just don't fix what isn't broken but um, for me it's I've, I've, I've tended towards remixes and it's not that I'm going to stop remixes, but I do want to challenge myself and become a better producer by actually finishing something original instead of remixing all the time. It's very easy to do that for me. Like it's kind of like, yeah, I remix the main yeah. idea is done. Just kind of add your own spice to it and off you go. Um, but anyways, so now that I'm, uh, doing this, it's really fun. And, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if I can, share what we've been working on i don't know if i can make you hear it uh yeah if you share screen share your screen we'll be able to hear it and you click on the share audio feature okay cool it's not mixed though or mastered i don't know what it'll sound like <laughs> i can but i can bring up the idea if you guys if you want if you, if you think that'd be cool i could yeah show you guys oh, take a little listen let me just adjust it's very basic it's so it's just an idea yeah. for now and people it's it's for learning purposes and it's for getting me kind of back into the swing of things it's changed three times quite drastically each stream it changes so much that it's like it's not even the same song anymore <laughs> um but it's a it's a rough idea it's kind of i want it to be a club a club song and um not like a festival track more like a clubby track yeah. um and uh here let me just see and it's been fun and and my viewers have actually been very quite entertained by it because they're like this is this is really different and they're they're enjoying themselves so it makes me happy that's good yeah hey you're listening to the drifters podcast let's get back into that I know from my own experience, like once you kind of 
you kind of get past that point of like obviously you care what people think but you're at the point where you know and believe in it enough yourself that you can just release stuff and not have to worry about what they think um, exactly exactly that's kind of what I, and i'm like it's also just like to get stuff out there like i gotta i gotta if i'm gonna be doing this and taking it seriously i i gotta like i it's time to get some originals out and my well my my new year's resolution i know i said this in 2020 i said this in 2019 i didn't think i said it in 2018 <laughs> but now that i have people like 100 holding me accountable i'm doing it live and if they see me stop and make well what the heck happened to that song it's like yeah no i have to do it so it's good and so 2021 I promise there is going to be a song, a stick song on Spotify, 100%. I can't wait for it. I mean, it's one of those things like I've now been producing, what, five, six, seven years or something, six years now or something. Like, I hadn't released anything apart from one like song that had like um, a <laughs> Donald Trump sample in it. And, <laughs> I remember and, that. Yeah. I've gone out like in the last like couple of months, I released two songs. One, one was a joke song, but the most serious song that I released, one, two... Like, I haven't released anything, and now I'm at a point where I'm happy to release stuff. It comes out, it's doing well. Count of had headspace sessions, it's been on like BBC introducing. Like, I think you just got to go for it because you don't ever know what's going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of what I've gotten to the point of. And, and you know, because there was another, uh, this guy I met when I first started Twitch, and he knew that I was a producer. He asked, and I was like, Yeah, use FL Studio. He goes, Oh, yeah, I'm just starting in it too. Like, he, this guy like just started, and he was like, asking for feedback and I'd listen to his song and I'd give him some pointers. This guy ended up getting freaking like one of his songs went like viral on like TikTok. And I yeah. was like, what? I was like, it just, it was just so fast. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. This guy just started producing like, yeah. and I was like, it kind of inspired me. I was like, Whoa, like I would have been super analytical of myself and I probably wouldn't have put it out. And he did. And the guy I think has like a, I think he has like a hundred and fifty over hundred and fifty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify now. Wow! Yeah, and it That's just came out start. of nowhere. <laughs> it was a good start, and it came out of nowhere. And I'm like, it inspired me because I was like, yo, like I want to, I, I, I want that. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want that. So, um, anyways, yeah, no, and I know you've been producing a long time, and I know we worked on a lot of tracks together at one point and it was super fun. And I think that we should do that again. Yeah. I we think that'd be to. super lit. Yeah. I was listening um, back to that, that, uh, that group of nine songs or 10 songs or wherever it was. There's some good stuff in that. It needs to be redone. I agree. I, I, I it's funny that you say that. Cause I actually, I was digging and I'm like, do we, I did we'll leave those up. And I ended up finding them. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, li- and I was listening to them and I was like, you know, there's some good ideas in here. I think as people and as producers and as just, you know, listeners also of just the, of electronic music, I think we've come a long way. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) In terms of how we listen, in terms of how we perceive, how we can create and just our skills in general, I think have improved since then, especially yours. (laughs) I mean, you've, you've done so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so like you've done tons so and i've heard some of your stuff like you've been sharing it with me and it's freaking flame dude it's fire so thank you sorry I, oh, <laughs> no it's the truth so i'm looking i hope uh we could uh do something again soon because yeah. i think that'd be super fun definitely um, yeah i'm, I'm just, also yeah. 
No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just like super lucky to have like talented people around me. Like I think most of the stuff I've played to you, like there's been other writers on it or other songwriters. And, like hands down, if they weren't on it, I know it wouldn't be as good as what it was. Like they're actually much more talented. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean, the thing is though, like, but you can recognize that. Like yeah. you can recognize they're talented. You can recognize they got something. Yeah. If you hear something they do, you have an ear for it. You're like, yo, no, no, that's that's good. We're putting that in. Like you... I and you got so much technical experience. You got so much knowledge with all the with all of your the schooling you did, the education you did, as well as just the experiences you've had. I mean, yeah. I went to Norway. Um, you did all that cool stuff. So like, you got a lot of like stuff under your belt. So I think your stuff's awesome. So oh, I, <laughs> uh, of course, I and I want to. I, I think it'd be cool because I love dubstep, and I know you love dubstep or grungy yeah. sounding stuff. <laughs> and I've always been super nervous about making dubstep because I think it's, in my opinion, it's one of the hardest genres to make. Yeah, I think it's so judgmental, um, especially on like your sound design and how you process stuff, um, which is why I think I've kind of moved away from like the dubstep and like rhythm now. And it's kind of, I know where I kind of want to sit with stuff, but being like pop slash bass music and it sits somewhere in that middle, probably nudged a little more towards bass. But it's still like the same sort of greediness, the sounds, it's aggressive, but there's still some like a good song in there. Exactly. And see, I think that's good. Because I know like the dubstep in the rhythm scene, it's interesting. I feel like people are just trying to create the craziest, most ridiculous sounds as possible yeah. and putting uh, a beat under it. And it's yeah. like, sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes yeah. it's a little much. I like your idea of like taking the grittiness of rhythm and dubstep, but throwing it into a more, but like still rather it being like, uh, and rather it being like a track necessarily, it's almost like it's like a song, but it's a yeah. track at the same time. Yeah. It's like, there's, and, and you know what that kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of Slushy. who's was one of my big influence, like influence like in terms of music. He's a big influence for me. And he, cause his songs are very, um, in my opinion, like my favorite song by him is called on my own. And it starts off with a catchy melody that just grabs you right away. You're like, this is cutesy. And then you got this cute <laughs> little vocal and it's like, don't let me do this alone or whatever or on my own or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's got, he's got this catchy little melody going. It's all going. And then like the drop hits and it's like, oh, frick. Like, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's kind of grimy sounding. And it's like, yeah, let's go. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like back into the cutesy, like melody poppy stuff again. And it's like, that works. It works. Yeah. And uh, it's like, yeah. I've got a song that's just like that. It's going to come out like some point this year. It's called Ballerina. And like, it's super, like, it's like a little ballerina in the verses. Like, the, the vocalist on it, she's really talented. And it's like kind of ballerina, like all tiptoey. And then the drop comes and it's like double time. And it's just, <laughs> it's really cool. Dude, that's hype. That's yeah. hype. I like the name already. Ballerina is a sick name for a song. Yeah, it's it's a good song. You'll enjoy it. I'm excited. No, see, yeah. like, and that's what I'm talking about. I think that's something to it. Like, I think that I, I, what you're doing, what Slushy does, what these artists are doing, I think is a bit smarter. Not that, like, there's anything wrong with, like, crazy dubstep rhythm. I love yeah, it. There's a time I, and place I will, for that because it is insane fun. what some of them do. It is so cool, like, especially Virtual Riot. I know yeah. he's a big name these days. He's kind of like, in my opinion, the new Skrillex. Like, yeah, he, I bet he probably will be him, and I think Nightmare will probably like be like the same as what Skrillex is now. I think like they'll be producing pop and everything. 
Oh, totally. I mean, even now as it is, Virtual Riot has been doing some really interesting stuff. Like he's been really expanding what he yeah. makes now. Like he makes crazy stuff, but then he makes some like his latest release. Um, what was it called? Uh, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's new and it's you freaking neek. It's so different. It it reminded me actually more of Skrillex, like yeah. of Skrillex's new stuff. And I'm like, it kind of shows that I don't know. Virtual Riot, you said Nightmare. Um, those guys I feel like are big influencers in modern day dubstep and rhythm. I yeah. think they're they've been huge. Um, but I love it. I wish I could produce that stuff. I know it takes a lot of practice. Um, but that's why I've been kind of sticking with more housey songs because you can have a song with a nice bass line and a nice like beat and a nice melody, but like and dubstep, like I, I love the rhythmic and dubstep, but it, the problem is there's so much happening. Yeah. Like, if you want it to sound good, it's got to be quite complicated. I feel like it's got to be like, got to have one wub wub and then this like screech screech and this that and it's like it's like constantly like there's so many things like when when you have a house song it just be like din did it and din 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 did it and din 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 or something stupid yeah but like people will still dance to it but the dubstep it's like like it's just it's everywhere and it's like how do you come up with all these sounds like the the sound design is through like the roof it's like i don't understand how they do it i don't even understand how you do it I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, but the, here's the problem. I love metal music. I'm a metal kid at heart. I love dubstep. I love headbanging. Yeah. I love grimy, screechy. It's fun. Like Sullivan King. He's yes, crazy. He is insane. He's really melded dubstep and metal music together, Perfectly. which I had the idea of doing back a few years ago, but there's no way I could have done it like him because he, he's so good at it and he's very talented. And I love, though, to experiment with that because... I love electronic music. I love breakdowns. I love... That's why, again, why I got into it. I thought Wizard sounded like a breakdown. And then I... Except it had a four to the floor under it. And now I'm listening to Sullivan King and thinking, damn, this guy... This guy's got some stuff. Like, this is some heavy freaking crap. So, anyways... I do think at some point, I'd like to make a song. If we if we did a song together, I think it'd be cool if we did it more in your style because I want to challenge myself with more of the 150, 140 BPM. Oh, that's interesting. The standard. I mean, all my stuff yeah. is actually like 100, 105. What? Yeah. Even um, then. I've like... Even then. Uh, one, two, my last song that came out, that's 150. Uh, I think Ballerina is 150. Um, or no, I might have flipped battery. Battery might have changed now. I don't remember. But everything I'm doing at the moment is kind of that 100, 150. Yeah, I just I like it because it still kind of comes out sort of poppy, and you got you can put a cool song on it. Heck yeah! So like, so you and see, like I want to, I I appreciate the fact that you're using different BPMs. I want to use different, you know. And here's the problem with me, dude. I don't know about you, but. I love every electronic <laughs> genre almost that I've heard. I thought you were going to say I, every BPM. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, no, but that's the problem because they're all at different BPMs. You yeah. got, I think, Tynan making dubstep at 90 yeah. BPM. Yeah. That's really, or 180, depending how you look at it. Yeah. I think uh, it's really interesting. I love it. I'm like, I want to make a song like Tynan. Then I hear a song at 100 BPM, say like, turn down for what? This is like a basic example because I know it's 100 BPM. I'm like, I want to make a song at 100 BPM now. Yeah. Then I hear a song at 110. 
and like say humanity by it's on i think it's on ncs i forget who it's by but it's fantastic and it's a 110 song and i'm like holy crap i want to make a song on 110 then you get to the housey 120 130 stuff get to the big room stuff anywhere between 128 and freaking one these days it can even go up to 140 it feels like then i've been getting into hard style which <laughs> is like 150 between like 150 yeah. i mean there's a big range they're happy hardcore and now and now and i'm like oh i want to make a hard style song like bah, bah, bah. like i want to get into that it's the problem is i i love it all too much i want to try to make all of it and i it's like no yeah. no, no no i gotta pick one and at least finish one song in that genre then maybe i can move to the next because i'm too all over the place then this is this is my new fascination oh by the way i love side trance <laughs> it's 200 bpm up tempo yeah i've seen some I'm of that obsessed. stuff I'm obsessed. Is it Little Texas? Is he like 180, 200 or something? Little Texas? I think I think that's who it is. But yeah. Okay, I haven't heard of Little Texas, but I have heard of like... Uh, I also, is it French core? Oh, yeah, it could be. I don't know. Dr. I mean, Funk. <laughs> Dr. Funk makes some crazy like... It's just like, oh, frick. Like, <laughs> this gets me amped. Like, I'll play it on my stream. Yeah. Like... Do you know the song Legends Never Die? Who's it by? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Let me just see. Legends Never Die. There's an up-tempo version of it. Uh, Legends Never... Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Um, Legends Never Die. There's a... Re it's originally... Who's it by? Actually, I don't know who it's originally by. F Noise, <laughs> maybe? F Noise? Point is, there's a song called Legends Never Die. It's called BKJN versus Party Razor 2018 Festival Anthem. And it's like the first real 200 BPM song. That's like, I guess it's like the second one, truthfully. But it was the one that really kind of reintroduced, it kind of like reinforced yeah. the fact that I love the genre. So I guess going back to what I was originally saying, is I, I think the other part of the reason why I haven't been producing so much is because I hear so many genres that I love <laughs> and I can't choose one to make. I, I'm too all over the place. I hear dubstep, I hear trap, I hear up-tempo, I hear hard style, I hear all this stuff and I'm like, frick, I want to just make all of it. Yeah. And, but it's like, it's so hard to like, just, or even sidetrack, like, did it and did it and did it and did it. And I'm like, oh, frick, Melbourne bounce. Apparently it's Melbourne, not Melbourne. Apparently in Australia, yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne? I thought it was Melbourne too. I don't know. You make me I, question it now. I don't know anymore. <laughs> no, it's Melbourne because I, I've yeah, been Melbourne talking Bounce. Australians. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah, talking... it is. Yeah. I thought it was Melbourne, but then I found out Australians were like, yeah, just so a tip. I, on Twitch, <laughs> they're like, yo, it's not it's not Melbourne. It's Melbourne. I'm like, oh. I guess they know best. <laughs> I guess they know best. I guess the R is silent. Mel yeah. Melbourne. So yeah. I was like, okay. So anyways, point is I love it all and I want to make it all. And I know that's a, it's kind of a curse because it's like, yeah. I almost wish I just loved one genre and I was like, I don't want to make any of that other stuff. I just <laughs> want to make one. And then it's like, but now it's like, oh, but uh, oh, it's like, I'm like, I can't choose. So I mean, yeah, decisive. I, I feel that like, uh, I know like later in this year, I've got some house stuff coming out, but it's still like, you know, it's me that's made it because of the bases in it. I mean, it's, just, <laughs> it's finding like your sort of what your thing is. And I think I'm getting there with what my sound is. 
uh, with the bass that you're going to hear on probably nearly every song I kind of release going forward. But so um, it's just finding that thing that people go, oh, that's that person, like Virtual Riot. It's like, you can see some of the stuff, like he's made like tune Corey stuff, he's made his rhythm, he's made dubstep, he's probably made some weirdest stuff as well, but like you still know it's him. Exactly. And I, and I think it's so cool because you've, you've, you've started to find, you know, all the producers are like, you need your sound. You need your sound. <laughs> sound. Like, what's your sound? Like, oh, like you go on YouTube and it's like, oh, the Morgan J sound or the Martin Garrick sound or the Mesto or the Mike Williams sound. And it's like, holy crap. Like, it, it, I think that's, I think producers like you and I, I get really, I know there's a lot of pressure. It's like, how are you going to stand out? What's the sound? What, what, how do people know it's you? How do you want, and then the thing is, okay, I want to be unique. I want to have my sound, but what do I want that sound to be? What's the sound? And then a lot of people say, well, when you just kind of make the song, people just kind of know it's you because it's the way you made the song. But it's kind of like, that's true. But then there's certain things where it's like they literally use signature sounds, like like literally like yeah. virtual riot. Like you'll have like weird yoinks and stuff that he throws into his music. That's weird. And you know it's him. But I know that you've started to kind of find your like your base. And I know you mentioned it before, your uh what do you call it? Uh like your it's like a white noise. Isn't yeah. it like a white noise kind of that bass that's just full of white noise? <laughs> white noise and like what? Is it like a is it a uh, is it, a, think, like, is it even a sine wave? There's three is patches to it. I think like one's like a saw, um, some sub in it, and then it just gets put through on Ableton. You got a plugin called Erosion, so you can just like force like white noise through it. There's two of those that are like maxed out, some OTT, and I cut all the sub back out. And then there's another layer that goes through a similar sort of process, and then it has its own separate sub. That's basically what it is. That is crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. And see, like, that's, I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that you've, like, kind of, like, you've gotten comfortable with it. You're feeling like, this sounds like King Koi. This sounds yeah. like me. Yeah. I'm glad and it's it, like, like taken this long to kind of get there. Yeah. And I think everyone has a different journey. Like, some people, yeah. I think, sometimes are lucky they find it right away. And then there's some people that it's like, it takes a while. Um, and, like, for example, like for me, it's taken a while. Um, you know, uh, who was it? I saw it on uh, Twitter. It was um, just posted by what's his name? Cranked at. Yes. I think, is, is this going to be about him doing his like the stuff he used to make? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I was so hyped. I was like, I loved those remixes. They were sick. Right. Yeah. They were hype, and he was like kind of saying how he kind of wished he didn't ditch it because yeah. he was he was kind of saying like you know I created this sound before, and I thought it was silly kind of for a lot. I, this is a, this is I'm paraphrasing, but he's yeah, like saying that's like, what he it was. wasn't really hype about it. He thought it, was, it almost felt like to me he was more insecure about it. Yeah. And then he's looking back on it now and going, "Frick, why didn't I stick with this?" Yeah, because I know some of it when he listened back, it's like, "Oh, this kind of sounds like." what marshmallows did afterwards right around the same time. It's like he could have killed it with some of that stuff. He could have. I like, loved, I love cranked at. Yeah. He's, he's so talented. Yeah. He's got some cool stuff and like, but see, even with him, like even as someone as successful as him has kind of, um, 
has kind of struggled in terms of like maybe being insecure or maybe not being sure if the public will like his stuff yeah. or like I think every producer goes through it but even though we all love his sound he was kind of not sure about it like he's yeah. like I don't know if I should push this I don't know if I should continue making this but I think that's the big I think being a producer the, the, the more challenging thing is the first thing is understanding how it all works getting the, the knowledge behind it the technicalities of like concepts like compression kick and bass side chaining eq learning effects like, you know getting that stuff down but then I, i'd say where then it starts getting i think the harder part is like what we've been going through is how do we get it to sound like sticks how do we get it to sound like king koi yeah how do how do i make a song where people are just going to be like sitting there say it gets on the radio hypothetically and people are just sitting there vibing and they're like whoa 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 wait a minute yeah i know who this is like it's like you it's like and that's why I feel like a sound is so important because when you listen to a band, the vocalist is what you first recognize usually. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's 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 Maroon 5. That's Adam Levine. You know it's Adam Levine because no one sounds like Adam Levine. Like uh, there are some voice. people, but it's yeah. his voice. So it's like in electronic music, when you the sounds you use is like essentially your voice. Yeah, it's like the, uh, the Prada snare exactly which yeah. everyone <laughs> uses including myself um <laughs> for versions of it yeah um and exactly and it's kind of like you want to people got to know it's you so whatever that means whether it's the genre you make and i think some people get a little too hung up on it like myself and i've been trying to kind of take a step back and kind of reanalyzing it i think it's a mixture of the genres you make the way you make the genres the flavor you add the effects you use the sound doesn't necessarily have to be just a preset. I'm realizing now, I think it can be anything. It can be the way you use the sound. It can be the melodies you make. It can be the rhythms you use. Yeah. It's not necessarily, in my mind, it was always like, oh, you know, Wizard has that plucky sound. Like, I got to make a sound that's like that recognizable and then just keep using it. Like, yeah, it would kind of get old. So it's like, you want to use, I'd say someone who's done it very well and is Mike Williams because he has this sound that he has literally thrown into almost not all, but a lot of his songs. And it's kind of like this synthy white noise, like kind of like sound and he'll throw it into almost all of his songs as like a kind of like a producer tag kind of in a way. Kind of. It's yeah. like he's kind of used it that way. It's kind of like an accent. Like you'll have like a different lead. It'll be like, da, 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 da. and it'll be like going. And then all of a sudden, like on the off you'll hear like a sound. And it's like, that's the Mike Williams like thing. And I don't think he's ever talked about it, but I notice it. I'm like, it's Mike Williams just because I hear that sound. He uses it all the time. I've never heard anyone else use it. So it's stuff like that that can kind of also grab listeners, in my opinion. And it can also have, make you have your own sound. It's simple little things like that. Where it's like you have like a producer tag in a sound form. Yeah. Like where it's like, you know, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I know that you, you're finally getting there. I think I'm on my way to get there, but it'll, it'll all work out and we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Some yeah. people, like I said, find it right away. Some people take a little longer, but then once they find it, they're like, and then it's right in front of them and they don't even know it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, that is just me. And yeah. sometimes I think it's almost good just to produce not worry about it. Just do what naturally flows out. And yeah. I think that when it comes from the heart, it's kind of you. It's kind of, it's, it's just you. 
Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. And I think like especially now, like how much social media, how important that is, and how big a role that plays. It's kind of like finding your sound, and then like it's always like finding your brand, like who you are and what your sound is. Is such a big thing of it now. Um, and like that's something I've worked so hard on. And like I think you've got your brand pretty well with who you are, and like what you stand for, and like what your music wants to be about. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I pretty much have. So, and that's hard too. Yeah, you got to no. work out who you are. <laughs> got to work out who you are. You got to work out how you want people to perceive you, how you want to perceive yourself, how your music reflects all of it. Um, you know, for me, it's always just positive vibes, um, having fun, party, like, you know, a bit of the heavier stuff. I want to have something for a bit of everyone, but I want to, you know, it, the music at the end of the day, positivity, um, having fun getting yeah. hype kind of yeah. escaping sometimes just just kind of zoning out and just listening to a song and like vibing to it and just like kind of getting lost in it kind of almost forgetting about everything else and and and, and whether it's a heavy song or a more chill song or a catchy song just positivity hype excitement full of energy and and just making people stoked like just happy like just that's kind of the message I want to bring around. And also just, you know, just, 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 just joy. I don't know. Joy overall. That, yeah, that, that's why I want people to get from the music. <laughs> just joy yeah. overall. You know, when they hear it, they're like, this song makes me hype. This song makes me happy. This song makes me stoked. This song gave me the energy that I needed. Let's go. That's kind of what I want. And I think that's what a lot of people want. But like, it sounds not very like a cliche thing, but um, that's just, you know, overall just making because i know how it feels when i hear a song i like yeah i yeah, listened to everyone. a song last yeah. night called starry-eyed surprise by shifty probably for almost two hours straight over and over and over and over and it makes me feel a certain way yeah it's like elements are interesting i love the way it feels it makes me feel good i want music that makes people feel good yeah whether it's, it's a good in, way to do it right and want them to feel good because i know how good it feels to find a song that I love. Yeah. Like that. I'm like, I want to show it to people. I want to show it. I love showing music to people, which is why I like DJing. So I'm like, guys, guys, feeling. guys, yeah. it's such a good feeling. I want to show people this. And I also want to make music that makes me feel good. And that I can, I want to make a song that I would like to listen to from another artist. That's kind of also how I look yeah. at it. I'm like, I want to make something that I could, and I know that almost sounds like, oh, you listen to your own music, like you <laughs> narcissist, you, it's like, no, it's like, I want to be able to listen to my song and feel good because I know what it feels like to listen to a song and feel yeah. good. So if I'm not getting that feeling, there's something wrong with the song. Yeah. On to the you next know? one. On to the next one, or maybe there needs to be a sound yeah. change. There needs so, to be a yeah. melody change. Maybe, you know, and so anyways, um, it's, yeah, it's, that's how I kind of approach music now is like, I want it. I want people to feel good. I because I feel so good when I find a song. I just found a song recently. What was it? I found a song recently that I just loved. Um, oh, what is it? There's so many. Um, <laughs> there's a song by Nav. He's like this kind of modern day kind of hip-hop rapper yeah, yeah. bumble rapper guy from canada and he has a song called um say like uh it's called uh uh 
what the oh it's called i think it's actually called nasty and it is something about it that makes me so hype and low key at the same time that's like i need that i need to evoke emotion that emotion into my songs i need yeah. to somehow so anyways that's how i want to brand myself with music i want to make people hype and happy and have and experience different emotions throughout the music because it's very you can get you can gather so many different emotions from one song yeah you, you know? can it's such a music is such an important thing for that thing uh, well you know what this is a great time to plug when is your next production stream well there's a good point my next production stream will probably be as something i haven't mentioned actually saying that this podcast is going out in like next month <laughs> oh that's okay well either way i'm going to be doing periodic uh periodic production streams every week or two uh i i'm getting more interest in it from my viewers so i'm um i will probably be doing them once two yeah. times like every couple weeks and because i i stream four days a week um uh, with my DJing and drumming, I've taken a bit of a break in producing more because I've been getting pain in my wrist. So yeah. I haven't been drumming. Um, so I've been producing a bit more. But yes, uh, pretty much I got the four days a week on... Uh, on uh, Am I allowed to say when I stream? Yeah. The times? Am I? Yeah. Is that part of this? <laughs> yeah, you can plug whatever you want, pretty much. Oh, okay. Pretty much, okay. So I drum on Tuesdays and Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I DJ on Wednesdays and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every week. And then I try to fit in production streams in between that. on Either Sundays, Mondays, or Thursdays at random times. Lately, I have been replacing drum streams with production streams because yep. of my wrist. But that's not the norm. Yeah, well, I'll make but, sure to link all that down in the in the YouTube comments. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. We got the Music by Sticks channel, the Everything by Sticks channel. They got their own thing. Um, I am going to be starting YouTube covers again now that I actually have a very good drum setup. Finally, <laughs> uh, drum covers have went from recording from two cameras with two different video files with a DAW with a bunch of audio, you know, mixing it, syncing up the music together, um, throwing it into Adobe Premiere, syncing it all together, and then uploading it, and then becoming like a huge process to the point now where I just go into OBS, I click start recording, I drum the song, it does automatic scene switches, yeah. I turn it off, it's done. That's nice. That's smooth. And it's all mixed and mastered just like that essentially it's not mastered but it sounds mastered yeah. it's not but it's loud enough but anyways yes so you there, we got youtube drum covers coming out um this year we're going to get song on spotify at least one um and uh i'm going to continue with twitch and um and i am going to be doing some tiktok content all right all right I, I've been yeah. up in my TikTok game this last few weeks. <laughs> have you? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be up. I'm gonna be up in the TikTok. I'm gonna have two channels. Um, one because I know TikTok's very. They always talk about the algorithm, and yeah. I, I'm. They say like, if pretty much you should stick with like one kind of one niche. content, yeah. one niche. So I, I'm gonna have two, and I have, I have them right now. I have drums by sticks and music by sticks, and the music by sticks is gonna be with DJing. The drums by sticks will be with drumming, drums, and I'm yeah. going to be doing, um, 
the given, you know, you know, I'll be doing them both. Yeah. I don't want to blend them on one account because I don't think that I don't think it's going to like it. I don't think the I think the algorithm is going to be confused. So I'm going to do both. So that's also going to be uh, something that I'm going to be working hard on now. Now that I've got a better setup for the drumming, and I and the TikTok is I, I don't know I, I'm ready for it. So, and I have a yeah. gimmick, All and right. I won't say it now, <laughs> but I have a funny gimmick that's been going well on my stream, and I'm going to be introducing it on TikTok, and I think. I think people will like it. So I will, I'm going to leave it like a cliffhanger because you just got to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing that. (laughs) It's troll. It's troll, but it's funny. It's not too bad. So, yeah. Uh, So, like, I was looking at doing a Twitch at one point for like my own production and like obviously gaming. But like, for those who don't know or are looking into it, like, what is the setup for Twitch? How does it work with like affiliation, subs, and everything? So pretty much, uh, if people want to, uh, the best thing that I say, if you want to get into streaming, um, is one, make sure you have a decent computer. You want to have decent specs, make sure you got a decent amount of Ram, you know, uh, a good processor and, uh, you know, you know, something, not a potato, something (laughs) that's somewhat decent. Um, try to get a webcam. I know they're hard to come by these days, especially the one I'm using right now, the, the, uh, C920 uh from logitech i know are been pretty bad due to covid but um if you can get a decent webcam um you want to download obs um which is open broadcasting's open is it open open broadcasting system i think yes that was software i'd imagine or something oh yeah oh sorry yeah open broadcasting software yes thank you software and um you go on youtube and i just went on youtube and i typed in you know best obs settings for streaming and you just kind of go along and doing that. And that's for technical aspects. You can learn a lot off of YouTube. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. And then I would just say, you know, for advice for people that want to get started with streaming, whether it's on Twitch or any other service, is have a schedule. Yeah. Um, have a schedule and, uh, you know, brand yourself. Um, you know, make sure that, you know, people, people, are going to remember something from your stream and that they're going to get a vibe and they're going to be like, yeah, like make sure that the way you want to appear to people is the, what they're getting from you. Like just because you think you're branding yourself one way, they might be getting a different vibe, but they'll, you'll notice like with me, it's been consistent. People are like, this is hype exciting. I'm like, this is what I'm wanting. So, um, brand yourself. Uh, there's a lot to that, but basically be yourself, be yourself and just have fun. And, uh, be consistent and try to think outside the box and do things that are a little different. Try to be unique in a world that's very ununique. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's my advice. I, I, and and again, YouTube's your best friend. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to the technical, the technical aspects of getting a stream set up. There's a lot on there to help you. Um, so that's, that's my advice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that was a great place to finish this episode on your, like, your best right. advice for Twitch. So everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. This has been Josh or Sticks. Until the next episode, goodbye. Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you for listening to the Drifters Podcast. Till next time, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>